0: Hello and welcome to this podcast on Be Your Own Healer. I'm Jeanette Murray and I'm so glad you're here today to hear about a couple of my favorite topics karma and reincarnation. Before we start, I want to emphasize that it's not my intention to promote or advocate for any religious beliefs or to step on anyone's toes regarding what they do or do not believe. If the topic makes you uncomfortable, that's fine. You may choose to listen or not. My intention is only to point out some interesting facts and ideas that may give you something to think about when you're sitting back in your easy chair, sipping a cool matcha latte, and have nothing else to do. The word karma today is bandied about quite frequently, as you know. In fact, it's become such a popular part of our vocabulary that we even have something called credit karma. But what exactly is the meaning of karma? And how does it relate to reincarnation? Karma is very simply the law of cause and effect. In the Christian Bible, it's better known as What you sow, so shall you reap. In other words, your actions have consequences. And not necessarily bad consequences, but good ones too. Karma is linked to reincarnation in that the effects of our actions follow us through lifetimes. Which is something I really have trouble with, and I'll tell you why. When things happen to me in this lifetime and they're bad or something I don't like or I think it's unfair or I think I don't deserve it, I want to know why. It's not enough for me to know it's my karma and there ain't a thing I can do about it. And that's where psychics and intuitives come in and readers of the Akashic Records because they can dip into our past lives and tell us what's going on. I won't go into great detail about this, but some of the suffering I've gone through in this life was directly related to some pretty bad things I did in past lives. And a psychic reading told me what I did. And believe me, I deserved what I got. My past deeds also led me to turn over a new leaf and become a counselor and healer in this lifetime to make up for those past misdeeds. So there's this condition we're caught up in, the ongoing cycle of birth and death and rebirth until we reach understanding or self-realization, if you will, or ascension, and then karma goes along with that. In essence, everything we have ever done, good or bad, is recorded in our soul's energy, or as some call it, in the Akash or our Akashic record. In reincarnation, the spirit or soul continues on after death and at some point decides it's time to come back and be reborn into a new body and do this thing again. Some say you can come back in human or non-human form. And if that's true, I sign up for coming back as a hawk because I love how they soar high above the earth so gracefully, like they have no cares in the world. Some believe that individuals can be reborn as animals or insects, depending upon the extent of their past evil karma. As stated by Buddha, bad conduct leads to hell or rebirth as an animal or ghost, while good conduct leads to birth in heaven or as a human being. In the rebirth cycle, a new personality develops. But the essential parts, the energies of the past deeds, are carried with us into future lives. Sounds like we can't get away with anything, can we? You can bet on that. According to karma, individuals are responsible for their fate. And nothing happens by accident. A person who is born blind or crippled or into poverty... And starvation is a person who, in some past life, merited the poor hand they were dealt. I know this thought horrifies some of us. The idea that an innocent little baby could be born with or acquire a disability or a tragic home life. But karma tells us that that little baby might have been a notorious criminal in a past life or someone who caused other people great suffering. Through knowledge and the removal of ignorance and the practice of good deeds, a person's fate can be altered. Knowledge of the action of karma may induce someone to be careful in their actions as a preventative measure, so to speak, not that our good deeds are just an insurance policy against bad future karma. Remember what I said earlier? Good karma, such as success in life, wealth or good fortune or a healthy body, talents, skills, abilities, are also the result of karma, the kind of karma we like. Consider this. If you know diet has an impact on your health and can cause things like diabetes or high blood pressure, it might be a good idea to take action and improve your diet to prevent or maybe delay the negative outcome. We all know that we can prevent disease and sickness by taking care of our bodies and following good health practices. So maybe we could apply the same thought process to preventing the karma of bad health. It's probably a good idea to point out now that karma isn't all from past lives. Have you ever heard the expression, instant karma? Well, that can happen too. I'll be the first to admit that when I get really upset or angry or say something or do something I shouldn't, wham, I trip or smash a glass or stub my toe. (laughs) And now it just makes me laugh because I think, well, that's one that's not going to be stored for a future incarnation. With knowledge and understanding, one may be able to create a healthier life and better karma and not feel they're a victim to their bad karma. The point is, karma isn't something that befalls us or is done to us like the hammer of fate coming down on our head. It's the product of our own actions, whether in this lifetime or carried over from a past one. I find that so encouraging and fair. So back to reincarnation. I know it might be a stretch for those of us who aren't sold on the idea of past lives and those who don't remember some of their past lives. But think about this. Did you ever go somewhere and feel like you'd been there before? That it looked and felt somehow familiar even though you'd never been there? Or you met a person and you instantly felt you knew them, that they were familiar to you? Or you simply felt like you understood them, and maybe instantly liked them. Or maybe the opposite, you were repelled by them. Your soul has a memory of all the lifetimes you've lived. I'll tell you a story about myself. When I was 18, I went to Paris for the first time. And it was astonishing to me that from the very start, I knew the city. I felt at home there, and I loved it. I had no problem getting around, and the language came fairly easily. And being there gave me a feeling no other city ever has. I later learned in a psychic reading that I did indeed live there. In fact, a person I fell in love with in this life had been there with me in that past life. Ha! And if you're thinking, how sweet and romantic to reunite with this person in this lifetime. Let me tell you, it wasn't. We brought our bad karma with us and had to do the painful dance all over again. I sincerely hope I learned that lesson. Now, if the idea of reincarnation and taking a boatload of bad karma into your future is not something you want to sign up for, let me share a little secret. It's what we're here for, to learn, to grow, to evolve. And at some distant time in our series of incarnations, however many thousands of incarnations that may be, lo and behold, we arrive. We go no more out, as the Bible says. But let's not just quote the Christian Bible, the Hindu Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, also teaches that the soul is immortal and it transmigrates into another body at death. Or for those who have understood the true teachings, they will achieve release from the wheel of rebirth. The Indian master Yogananda taught us that reincarnation is the law of spiritual evolution, and it gives us a chance to work out our karma and finish our learning and realize our true nature as spirit, as children of God. Lives are only dreams, and we finally awaken in spirit, united with God, or source, if you will. Reincarnation is merely a change of mortal dress, each lifetime allowing us to wear a different costume, even while our real self does not change. It is immortal and one with God. Hindus in general believe that the cycle of life and death is part of a journey that should ultimately lead the soul to salvation and oneness with God. To achieve this salvation the soul must rid itself of all selfishness and bad intentions. The Jewish Kabbalah literature includes the concept Of transmigration where a soul that was once part of another body is sent down to earth to reside in a different body. I find it interesting that the two major religions, Christianity and Islam, do not support the idea of reincarnation. Rather they hold that there is life after death and after death the soul will be judged And according to how the person lived their life, the judgment will be handed down. Both teach that before the final day of judgment, every dead soul remains in a state where it is rewarded or punished prior to their final reward or punishment and placement, get this, into heaven or hell for eternity. I don't know about you, but I kind of like the idea that we have more than one lifetime to get our act together. Are you with me so far? Well, I can't leave you without at least one quote from Shakespeare, which I think pretty well describes what we're here for in this dream delusion of life. It goes like this, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players They have their exits and their entrances. And one man in his time plays many parts, his acts being seven ages. And so I leave you with this one thought. If this is your one and only lifetime, and that's what you believe, then live it up and do everything you can to make the most of it. And if it's not, and there's still more to come, then live it to the best of your ability. Love others. Amass good karma. And let your light shine. Thanks so much for listening. I so appreciate the time you spent with me. And if you would be so kind, please leave me a comment. I love you. I wish you the best. Take care. God bless, and come back to listen to any of my other podcasts. Goodbye.